0: The way Alan Flanagan just played, it's got us asking, All right, Auburn basketball, are we good again?
1: This is happening in Auburn, Alabama. Listen, we're a football school, but we're also an everything school. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Welcome on into the On Auburn's The Henry Service Company post game show. Give them a call for all of your HVAC plumbing electrical needs. 334 288 2700. Alabama license number 00021. I'm Zach Blackerby. Daryl Dapperts joining me as the Auburn Tigers kind of get their mojo back. We saw it happen at home in the friendly confines of Neville Arena against Arkansas this weekend. They go on the road, Daryl, and do it against an eh. Old Miss team regardless it's a win on the road in the SEC 82-73.
1: Yeah you know one of the things you have to do in the SEC is especially with the kind of home court advantage that Auburn has is hold service at home and then try to steal some on the road. Auburn did such a great job of that last year it's why they won the league is because they had the right. best road record in the SEC. So don't in any way, shape, or form, just because Ole Miss, for those out there that want to say Ole Miss is 0-3 in the league, it is very difficult
0: to now. go
1: on to go on the road, officiating changes, all mm-hmm. that. And look, there have been some good Auburn teams, really good Auburn teams that have gone on the road and Kermit Davis found a way to beat Auburn and Bruce Pearl. So that's why this is important. Should have been, you know, for all entailed purposes, a double-digit game. I think it's, it's big. In fact, it, I think it's humongous that Auburn goes on the road after what they did at home Saturday. You don't want to let down. That's the absolutely last thing you want to have. You don't want to give back what you just gained on Saturday. And Auburn made sure they didn't do that tonight. That's why I think it's a big win.
0: Yeah, and, and I think the folks who stepped up, and we've seen it now several games in a row when you talk about Alan Flanagan. See a few folks in the comments saying looks like 2021 Alan Flanagan. And boy, is that music to a lot of Auburn fans ears. You look at what he did tonight and you and I were texting um, with Clay uh, during the game. And it's like Allen Flanagan's the best player on the floor right now throughout the game. 15 points, six of 12 shooting, played 34 minutes. Uh, a lot of that had to do with the way he was playing. A lot of that had to do with Chris Moore going down. We'll talk about that impact in a second. Plus minus of 11, led the team in that regard. I mean, there's just so much to like about what Alan Flanagan was able to do on both sides of the floor, Daryl Dapridge,
1: Absolutely, Zach. And I think the, th- the key is, I mean, confidence is such a strange, fragile little thing. You know, I think once he got a game under his belt that he played at the level he was used to playing at, and then he stacked those games, two games, now three games, And look, I mean, he probably goes into the starting lineup, unfortunately, like you mentioned with the Chris Moore injury. Maybe he's not looking over his shoulder now for that quick hook because of the whistle because Moore's not – so I think he's settling in, and I think it just took one game, one really good game where he felt like himself, to springboard him. And Zach, once that happened, like I said, I think he's stacking games now – And I think his confidence is just growing and growing each game. And that's going to be big for all. If Auburn gets this kind of play out of Alan Flanagan, they could end up having a pretty special year in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I mean, him playing, I think we all kind of counted him out, but all of a sudden if you get Alan Flanagan playing to the level that he's capable of and not even Daryl to the level where NBA draft riders were mocking him to the first round. Yeah, I mean, you not have to get to that point, but if he could be a guy that averages double digits, it could be somewhat efficient with his play and bring some effort on the defensive side of the floor with kind of the, the landscape of what's happening with the sec, it could totally put Auburn as a top four team in the conference with Kentucky, just absolutely plummeting. we may get a chance to talk about that later, but I mean, he scored 15, and then I don't have his numbers in front of me from last game, but correct me if I'm wrong here. I mean, he's putting up these numbers without being outrageously efficient, which I think it's sustainable. Like, tonight he's 6 of 12. I think with the type of shots that Alan Flanagan's been taking, that's sustainable, and that's good for the Tigers.
1: I'm going to tell you something that's even more important than what you're seeing from the points he scored. To me, it's, a lot of it's been about body language and attitude with Alan Flanagan. Let's just be honest, okay? He went in, he was having a great game halfway through the second half. He went in to, to drive to the basket and got blocked. He fell down to the baseline, did not sulk, did not pout, yeah. busted his b- butt back down the court and got a backside steal to create a transition basket the other way for Auburn. That, to me, is more telling than, and the 15
0: points. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, I think I agree with you. I think you could say similar things with, with Wendell green. Right. And we've got a few comments here talking about how, you know, back-to-back good games from Wendell. Wendell led Auburn. I think he led everyone in points. No, Morell had 24 Wendell had 23. So just about, and you know, five of 15 from the floor. Like you look at that and like, that's not great. Um, but he shoots it 15 times, scores 23 points. Like, yeah, okay, you're, you're, you're a perfect 11 of 11 from the, the charity stripe. I mean, that's that's incredible, right? As I say that, Noah, Noah Sh- uh, Sherman says free throws were nice tonight. Yeah, and there's no question about it. From the charity stripe, Auburn was 18 of 22. Uh, if you do that, um, Auburn's going to be in a good spot moving forward. But in 33 minutes, Wendell Green getting it done, scoring 23. I say it time and time and time again. You agree, Daryl? Wendell Green is the engine that makes Auburn go. And we see, we've see we seen the good examples of that, right, with Arkansas this past weekend, We'll right. Miss tonight, Tuesday night. And we saw the bad examples uh, just about a week ago when they went to Athens, Georgia, and lost to the Bulldogs.
1: You know, Zach, you ask any coach, and, you know, I, I feel like this is pretty standard, what you want out of, out of your point guard play. You want a great assist-to-turnover ratio. You want somebody that distributes the basketball and then takes care of the basketball, you want somebody that I think can get downhill and get to the rim. I think a three-point shooter from the point guard position as opposed to the two-guard position is a bonus. Mm-hmm. What Wendell Green did tonight epitomized what a point guard should do because he got to the line 11 times by driving to the hole and knocked down. A, you want that from your point guard. If you look up in the stat sheet and your point guards at the free throw line 10 times, he's doing his job as long as he's not turning it over and still finding other people to distribute the basketball. Again, three-point shooting traditionally is not where you get – you don't get that out of your point guard. That's a bonus. With Wendell, Auburn's gotten that. So I think more traditionally tonight he played the point guard role, and that really paid off at the free throw line for him.
0: Yep. Tiff with a very uh, profound comment says, Daryl is the man, my goat. I don't think there's any (laughs) arguing that. Uh, Daryl, nice shout out there. Janai Broom with another that. nice performance. And he, like Allen, um, coming off injuries, of course, of different degrees and different you know, levels of confidence being impacted. But Janai Broom over the last four games, maybe he can go even back farther than that, Daryl, he's looked like the guy that we thought we were getting from Moorhead State. And yeah, it, it yeah. took him some time to kind of settle. But all of a sudden, uh, I mean, a kind of quiet 19 points. You love going eight from 13. He didn't shoot any threes tonight, but in 30 minutes, he was solid. Solid, kind of quiet, yet explosive double-double there.
1: Well, his, a lot of his points were early, and I think that's why it seems a little bit quiet because we remember the last thing we saw. He, he had seven of the first 10 or 11 points for Auburn. Did a great job with his back to the basket. I love the up-and-under drop-step move that he's starting to do going to the left hand almost unstoppable because he's doing it so quick. And, and I think early in the year, he couldn't do that because of the ankle issue, but that drop step is it really when he makes that first move back to the basket is big, continuing to play good defense, rebounding the basketball Flanagan took over the second half and so did Wendell. And, and yeah. I think that's, what's great about what this game tonight is that broom carries you early. And then in the second half, Two other people stepped up, and he didn't need to, so you can distribute some of the scoring load.
0: Yep, that's right. All right, what does this win mean for Auburn? Because I think it's a big win, even though Ole Miss, I don't think it's a very good basketball team. But I think it says a lot about the squad and potentially the rest of the season, Daryl. But we got to talk about our friends at the (sighs) Henry Service Company. Ole Miss, what about Ole Sis? that you have. Henry's service is all about keeping your old system running and functioning at peak efficiency. But when that time comes that you need a replacement, they have your back as well. That's not a fun process, but our friends at Henry's service company make it as easy and smooth as it could possibly be. They aren't just a service company, but they provide replacements and new systems as well. So whether it's a heater, an AC, a water heater, or even a new electrical system, Henry's is the only company that you need to know So if you're in the uh, Montgomery Tri-County area, you need to check out our friends at Henry Service Co. They are a heating and air conditioning company, but they are also an everything company service and sales. Ask them about tankless water heater programs and all kinds of other things. Be sure to call them at 334-288-2700. That's Alabama license number 00021. Daryl, where are you in regards to, okay, this team was probably also like Mentally down a few points anytime they leave Neville Arena until they won again because of the catastrophe that happened in Athens last week. I I think it was several. I think it was several possessions where mentally they had to overcome that. And beating an Ole Miss team on the road in a place that's been kind of weird for different SEC teams over the last few seasons in Oxford. um, That arena seems like eerily quiet (laughs) as well. Um, To me, I think it's huge. I think it's absolutely huge because you look at the schedule coming up, Daryl. You got Mississippi State on Saturday. I don't think they're very good either. But then you go to Baton Rouge and you go to Columbia. And then uh, not too long after that, you go to Morgantown to play West Virginia in the SEC Big 12 Challenge. And so you're about to have to do a lot of work on the road. You kind of checked that next box. You missed the one in Athens, which is a bummer. But you got the one tonight, and that's the first one that you needed to get.
1: Well, I think it's it's huge because anytime you lose on the road, the first thing you want to do is get that taste out of your mouth. And the only way you do that and gain confidence is by proving you can win on the road. Now, look, Georgia and Ole Miss have similar type atmospheres. And that's why I think it's big. It has been kind of a house of horrors. Ole Miss has been for Auburn. Not much energy in the arena tonight. You have to kind of create your own energy. There's a very – strong possibility that you can come out flat in a game sure. like this, you know, because it's just dead. Auburn created its own emotion, enthusiasm, energy in an arena that was like a mausoleum. And Georgia's known for Stegman Coliseum not, you know, dynamic. When Auburn goes to Tennessee or Arkansas or Alabama, they don't have to worry about being excited or enthusiasm or played at a high level because of atmosphere. These mm-hmm. are the games that are tough because it's dead. And so, and again, Albert, Kermit Davis with that one three one, 3 Auburn has struggled against that. And what they were doing tonight, the, there's only two ways you can beat a zone like that. You can shoot yourself out of that zone by hitting threes. But the back cuts that Auburn was doing early, the screening at the top of the key and the back cuts, and they were finding people. And then Jalen Williams only had 12. But he was a textbook example of how you attack the zone. Yeah. With getting in the lane with that little, what it, they call it a teardrop jumper right in front of the free throw line, Zach. You know, he would bank it or he would, those, that's how you attack the zone. That's why I think this was big as well, because they found schematically a way to kind of put that to bed a little bit.
0: Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. As far as other guys that stepped up, um, Zep Jasper. A quiet three points, one of two from the floor. His only shot was made was a was a three pointer. Played twenty minutes, scored three points, and uh, his plus minus was for for most of the game, was second highest on the team. But Yoan at the very end of it, Yoan uh nine minutes plus nine. I'll take that.
1: I'll he had that a nice a he had a nice little uh, basket in the paint, and then he was starting to feel good about himself, and he shot a three from Memphis. In the corner that was way downtown, and did and it what you know it wasn't it wasn't what it needed to be. But I like the minutes that he gave, and I have to say this: Dylan Cardwell got pulled out of the game early and got his rear end absolutely chewed yeah. by Bruce Pearl. And there were just two dunks, but one of which was a, in my opinion, just a lift, an emotion. You know, emotion. Auburn plays and thrives off of emotion, and that kind of when he was coming off the court, and you could see Auburn getting a, a pretty fired up. Those things matter. So I like that as well. Um, I, you know, I'll I tell you, I'll go back to the thing you said about Zep. I know we say it time and time again. Yeah. But I really, and especially with Chris Moore going down, I really want to see him shoot the basketball more.
0: Yeah. But like with the way, the way Wendell and <laughs> Janai and Allen were scoring throughout the game, like, I, I mean, when when other guys are scoring, I'm cool with it. It's just when everybody's cold, I'm like Zepp, you got it, you got to try something, you got it, you got to attempt more shots.
1: Yeah, I just think you need to do it, uh, it, it enough so that when those guys do get cold, you're comfortable doing it. You know what I'm saying? That, no, that I, you, I get it. You feel like you've been there, done that kind it. of thing. Yeah, I, I get it. All right, so Chris Moore
0: goes down. Um, Chris Moore or Chris Brown?
1: What the heck was that? Did you hear that all game? No. The announcer kept calling him Chris Brown. I thought he was going to sing. I had to. I thought he was going to break out.
0: I had to mute the broadcast.
1: I I was was waiting for "Run It" of that song, you know. Or I mean, I was like, "What are they doing?" You guys are pretty impressed that fifty-four-year-old dude knows that song. It's crazy how hip you are. Yeah, I try to be. But she called him Chris Brown like five times, and the play-by-play guy was trying to be nice and gracious. Well, really, I shouldn't say anything about saying some somebody by the wrong yeah, name. But let's yeah, just go yeah. on to the next. Yeah. Let's go yeah, on. You, on to you the next call topic. me the wrong
0: name all the time. I did a full show about Brian Battle earlier this week. I remember that is. I,
1: I remember that instead of instead yeah. of you said a baddie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Sorry. well, that's okay. That's okay.
0: But yeah, Chris Brown going down early. <laughs> he he came back. There was a wrap kind of around his right arm. The um, saw it was officially ruled as like a right shoulder injury. That's. Um, that's a concern. I mean, there's no other
1: way yeah. to put it. Like we, yeah, we shoulder need Chris more
0: going forward. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, c- c- shoulder injuries, especially it's his, you know, shooting shoulder and the way he plays, how physical he is, offensive rebounding and all that. I hope it's just something, you know, that can can get with with treatment and ice and and healing and stuff like that, or just a little bit of rest. But that's that looked a little bit scary when he came up and it was kind of hanging like it was. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, it went down hard and um it looked bad right away.
0: So, we'll see uh, we'll see what happens there. The silver lining is it gave Alan Flanagan an opportunity to shine. But after that, it's like, I don't know, just kind of in the thick of SEC play. You, you need Chris Moore. Chris Moore's a fighter. He's a yeah. fighter on this team. He's not vocal, but like if you're uh, if you're sucking an alley, alleyway and you're about to have to fight somebody like Chris Moore is the dude on this team that you want. And I think that's um He'll
1: do whatever it takes. He does all the dirty work in the trenches, offensive rebounding, anything. He's a glue guy.
0: That's right. Everybody drop their favorite thing about Daryl in, the, uh, in the, the live chat. This is fun. This is fun. People giving Daryl Dapper some love tonight. And I am Man. here for it. Moving forward, Daryl, I mean, what, what, what's your biggest takeaways from this game as far as how it impacts what you want to see moving forward? Let's look specifically at Mississippi State coming to Neville Arena this Saturday night.
1: Well, I think what it does is what what I mentioned kind of early on. You want to stack these wins, right? So you want to prove that Saturday night wasn't a fluke. And the the great feeling you got and the confidence you got from that, you want to sustain that and continue to build upon that. So when you win like this on the road, almost double digits, and play well and shoot the basketball well and have guys step up, I think it just continues to make you get this good feeling about where you are in the season and how good you feel about yourself as a basketball team. You're yeah. stacking wins. Auburn's three and one in the SEC now. Okay, you can take anything. I mean, you know, top twenty one. Uh, take care of business Saturday night at home against Mississippi State. Come out of that game and now you're rolling again. And that's what you you know you have to start to put these little mini streaks together. You don't want the roller coaster win one, lose one, you know, you got to steal a couple on the road. That's why I think it's so important. It's streaks and you have to just to start it. You got to get two, right to get any kind of streak. You got to start with two.
0: Something I always look at and something I think is valuable. So Mississippi State plays tomorrow. They didn't play tonight. So Auburn gets an extra day of rest, which I think is valuable. And tomorrow night, Mississippi State is in Athens. And then they got to go back to Afghanistan, and then they go to, to Neville Arena on uh, this weekend. So I love that, too. I mean, that's just a lot of stress, shorter turnaround. And that usually benefits the home team already. But with an extra extra night of rest and prep, I think Auburn's in a good spot to uh, to outplay Mississippi State on Saturday.
1: That's a great point because it was a quicker turnaround for Auburn. Play Saturday, then come back on the road Tuesday and right. place. You've struggled. So that's another reason why it's such a big win, because you you've you've kind of got that behind you. And 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 on the short rest week at a on a road game, you get to W. It's like a plus two. I mean, I remember even when, when I first started watching college basketball when I was young, I remember an announcer saying something. He said, when you win at home. It's like a plus one, and when you went on the road, it's like a plus two. You're getting Mm. an extra – it's like you're getting an extra, you know, percentage in standings. Even though you're not, It psychologically, that's what it is. And so that's why I think it's big, especially on a short week.
0: Yeah, Wendell Green in his uh, post-games talking about how it felt good to be perfect 11-11 from the, the free throw line. That's hard to do. That's hard to do in a game. I don't care how it really
1: is. It is very hard to do. And it wins basketball games for you when your point guard is doing that.
0: Yeah. I mean, how many times has Auburn lost a two or three possession game? And they're like 70% from the charity stripe. It's like, goodness gracious. So, and that's something they've kind of struggled with this year. And just overall shooting percentage seems to be going better. They shot, um, let's see. They shot 49% from the floor. And they shot 28% from three, which actually isn't great, but it's better than what we've seen.
1: Well, and look what it it, it, and you when you break those stats down, Auburn was trailing by one at halftime. I think they shot like 69%, 68%, something like that in the second half, field goal percentage. I think they were over 50%. From behind three, because they only hit one three in the first half. They were right so, at 50% at, from yeah. three,
0: 60.7 from the floor in the second half.
1: Say, so, look at that. That's like Rain Man that I, I was able to pull that up. But that's, pretty good. That's, pretty it, good. It, that, that's the key. When you're down one on the road at halftime, and then you come out the second half and do that, mm-hmm. you win game. I mean, that's big. That's adjustments. That's that one three. Okay, what do we need to do to combat this one three one? Oh, let's come out and scorch the Nets in the second half and put this team away. I can get some separation. To me, that's even a, a, a really, really healthy sign.
0: Yeah. All right, folks, flood uh, flood the live chat with questions or comments or observations. We'll get to that. Now, several people have mentioned since we've been live, Daryl, about officiating. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't love commenting about officiating. I just don't. But um, a lot of no calls. Um, there were several times where Jani Broom just got absolutely destroyed. And there's like we're gonna look the other way, and so that's um, the fact that they were able to kind of overcome that and win anyway. That, that was that was nice.
1: Well, here's the telling stat: at one point, I looked and Auburn had fouled 14 times and Ole Miss had fouled nine. Yeah. And then here came the makeup calls, even it up, and Auburn ended up with 17 personal fouls and Ole Miss ended up with 17 personal fouls. Now, at some point during the game, that that's no consolation because Janiab Room got you know punched in the face and there was no call. And then Auburn looked like you know they were getting ticky tack fouls called on them. But at the end of the night, they started evening it up. When now, of course, Ole Miss had to foul late too, under a minute. I think probably three mm-hmm. of those fouls were because they had to foul down double digits. So, but that's great that you play through that. I, I'm I'm proud of Auburn playing through that and being able to overcome that adversity because that's that's another thing you can it's a building block, in my opinion. All right.
0: So both Sam and Jesse pointing out that Auburn only shot 14 threes. Tonight, which is lower than a typical uh, Bruce Pearl team, which I'm fine with. We kind of called them out about shot selection earlier in the season, and they're actually adjusting and doing it. You don't typically see that from, an,
1: uh, from a Bruce Pearl team. Against Georgia, they shot 28. And you and I did this show, Zach, and said, my God, if you're not hitting them, just cut that in half. It's exactly yeah. what they did. And they showed a stat with about five minutes left to go in the game with Auburn's points in the paint. And it was just ungodly, the percentage of their total points that were in the paint and they dominated. And guess what? If that's a winning formula, don't go away from it. Don't be stupid. Why reinvent the wheel? They shot it 14 times, got a ton of points in the paint and went on the road and almost won double digits. It's, it's not rocket science. If that's what works, stick with it.
0: Uh, Let's circle back to Simo just for a second. Harley asked, wasn't able to watch the game any thoughts on the seMO injury and severity uh it, it didn't look great just being honest like the fact that he didn't play at all and they had it kind of wrapped up uh, when he came back out like I don't I mean I bet he misses some
1: time I am no doctor or trainer but like I bet he misses some time which is not good it happened early on in the game he got an offensive rebound and was trying to do the putback and looked like he got hammered uh, no call by the way. F- f- yeah, no call fell kind of awkwardly and uh when he went when they went back down to play defense, he was motioning to the bench. Well, he was bent over. I thought he was tying his shoe and the referee came over to him and then that's when he said, when he stood straight up, Zach his his left, you know, his right arm was kind of like dangling. So it's not good. It's not good. But he got hammered, you know, that's what started it. Uh, offensive rebound got hacked from behind, no call. a uh, few people mentioning KD.
0: Um we haven't talked about KD yet harvey i'll highlight your uh your comment while i pull up katie's stats katie johnson four points in 20 minutes of play he was two of five from the floor he missed his only three pointer that he took and he missed both shots from the charity stripe i think that may be the worst thing going over two and missing both of those shots but i don't know like if you told me katie johnson only shot at five times like and he was cold that night like i'd I think I would take that. <laughs> you know what I well,
1: mean? yeah. If he if he realizes his limitations and understands and plays within himself and says, "Okay, I'm just not on tonight," so I'm going to, you know, distribute the basketball, find my teammates, and not shoot it as much. Then that's the self awareness is what you need. Uh, he did have a nice couple. He had a couple of nice drives to the basket that I thought were what you know typical. KD when he slashes and then he got called, you know, he got fouled and missed both free throws. So as long as he plays within himself and realizes that you know yeah. it might not be his night, that that's big. Yeah, I'm actually gonna defend KD a little bit.
0: Not that I thought he was like outstanding, but he had five shots and one of them was from deep. Like I think that's the right amount of like I think that's the right clip that I want him shooting.
1: You know well, what I mean? Like you I, know, I, the problem I have, I'm not defending him because the announcer said that he was giddy and excited that Georgia won the national championship, that he was beaming. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You're playing for Auburn. You can't be excited about that. So he, he dropped a little level to me on that that situation. Were they being? No, it was real. She she said that he was, he was in a great mood and was on cloud nine, and he said, I'm an Atlanta kid. I was excited about Georgia. And I thought, what the heck? Interesting. No. Yeah. So there you go. Don't like that. Bookmark that one well he
0: helped them win in basketball too that's true that's sadly. true yeah sadly um yeah a lot of people being pretty hard on kd which i get um as far as his basketball play tonight I, if you told yeah. me katie johnson shot it five times and only one of them was a three i will take that every single night for the rest of the season
1: yeah, and he didn't throw up anything wild around the rim either. Remember, he'd been doing that the last couple of games. He was a little bit more under control going to the basket. So that was good as well.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, let's see. Janai Broom, fourth consecutive double double. Impact of that long term, Daryl, is what?
1: Well, it just shows his maturation and his growth, Zach, as far as getting comfortable in the SEC. Remember, that was one of the things we had a question mark about when he was beating up on these mid majors because he played for a mid major. So we're like, okay. He's used to that. He's used to trouncing mid majors. Let's see what happens when SEC play comes along, and he has elevated his game. Yeah. So the impact of him adjusting to SEC play and now being a go-to guy for Auburn and raising his level—that's that's my go-to from that's my takeaway from that. It's huge. All
0: right, uh, I want the I want the live viewers to play along with this game as well, Daryl. I want the record. Let's predict the record for Auburn's next five games after all okay. you've seen um, so far in conference play Mississippi State is at home okay LSU's on the road mhm South Carolina's on the road okay Texas a and at home okay It's four, and then you go to West Virginia to play an early early Saturday game for the uh, Big 12 SEC challenge
1: hmm I'm leaning towards four and one, and the only loss being the, 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 uh, in on the road in Morgantown, which is a very, very difficult place to play, very hostile environment. Well, from so a seating
0: gonna... standpoint, that's the one you want to lose, right? Like Correct. If you, Correct. If you Go four and one, and you had yep. to pick the loss. You take the non-SEC game. So you think Auburn wins their next four? So you think Auburn beats Mississippi State, LSU on the road, South Carolina on the road, and Texas A&M home?
1: You feel yes. like that's yes?
0: Wow. Yep. What's the what's the what's the narrative around this team if they do that?
1: That they are playing to the level and expectation of what I think their the the bar was for them this year, especially with the way they started and and what their record was and how long they went into the season before they got that first loss. I think if they do that and look at the core that they had coming back even though they lost two generational talents. Mhm. If if Auburn does that, then you're saying okay, they're playing to the level that I think Auburn fans and some people that predicted them to finish fourth in the SEC preseason. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they're that's the level they're playing to.
0: No, I, I think I, I think if they go four and zero in their next four SEC games, they're they've got a really good shot to be a top four conference team.
1: Yeah, and, I, and again, West Virginia is one of those places. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I mean, it is, it is hard and it is difficult and it is loud. And the student section there is, they are absolutely rabid And, um, they remind me a lot of Arkansas fans, but they're closer to the court than Bud Walton. And they're a little bit, uh, less refined is what I'm going to say. Having, having grown up an hour from there, uh, they are a different breed you. and Albert and, and Auburn football, you know, experience no. that firsthand I got playing no. playing I Morgantown it. I so. get it uh all right
0: so Trey says five and zero. C red says four and one Robbie Latham says three and two Storm says three and two with losses to LSU and West Virginia that LSU game I I, I don't feel good about it Daryl YouTube users has two and three War Eagle Wyoming says four and one scandalous says three and two Clay Sharp says five and zero. James says five and zero. um Lead better says three and two. G2G says five and oh. Um, a few more three and twos. So yeah, we're kind of all over the place.
1: I'd take three and two. I mean, I would be happy or content with three and two right now. I'm okay with three and two if one of them is West Virginia. Right, exactly. I don't want it to be now. If you lose two SEC games, but go on the road and beat a West Virginia team that I think is in the top 25 in Ken Palm, but I I don't want to drop that. I don't want to have three SEC losses, right? And that's when you're starting and then you gotta go play your really tough stretch of SEC games coming up behind this next five. So I'll take three and two and be happy with it if one of those is West Virginia. Absolutely. Auburn's been pretty um
0: They've been pretty solid in that, uh in the SEC Big 12 challenge. Well, they
1: smoked Oklahoma and then lost to Baylor, right? They lost to Baylor that was a really, really good Baylor team that almost won the national championship with Shreve. And they had Shreve Cooper. They lost that game, yeah. but they beat Oklahoma last year. Was that the, yeah, they smoked Oklahoma last year.
0: Yeah. Didn't we play, um, who did we play before that? We were left out one year. Yep.
1: Which was comical. Didn't we play like Kansas State or something? Am I making that up? It might have been Kansas State, or maybe it was Oklahoma State. I can't remember. I'm, I'm drawing well, th- a blank. I think it was Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah, because they had um, Travis Ford was their head coach, the old Kentucky guard. So there you mm-hmm. go. I think you're yeah. right. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think you're right. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to look it up. Uh, it's not an easy look up, so that's okay. Um, Daryl, thank you so much as always, my friend. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, this was fun. For all of our live chat uh, folks that contributed to the show, thank you so much. And for those just watching, that is perfectly fine, too. This has been Locked on Auburn's The Henry Service Company post-game show. Be sure to give our friends a call for any HVAC or plumbing, electrical. If you need help with your water heater situation, they've got you covered. Give them a call, 334-288-2700. License number 00021.
1: Daryl, you and I... We'll be doing yes. a three-hour show. We're getting tomorrow. the band back together again, like we did some this during the summer. Yeah, we'll be doing a three-hour show on the Max Roundtable tomorrow. Uh, simulcast in Auburn and in Montgomery, one hundred seven point five in Montgomery. What is it? One hundred six point seven in Auburn. So yep. check us out, guys. Zach and I for three hours.
0: Yeah, and if you live out of town and want to listen live or you want the link, um, just reach out to us on Discord or Twitter. We'll get that to you. We'll have some fun. Well. Yep, for sure. All right, we'll be back. Uh, I guess it's a later game on Saturday night. We will be back to recap that. Hopefully, it's another win, and hopefully, we can continue booging, talking Auburn basketball. Once again, thank you to our friends at the Henry Service Company. Give them a call, 334-288-2700. This has been Locked on Auburn.